Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Justin Dixon, who is a recruitment and real estate entrepreneur. Justin, how you doing? I'm good, man. Good to be here. Appreciate you having me on. Of course. Thanks for coming on. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Yeah, so just a real quick background on me. Um, grew up in a real small town in central PA. Um, kind of fell out of college. I fell into the recruitment industry, been doing that for the last 15 years. Um, and then January of 2020, I decided to quit my very stable six-figure salary job to start my own recruiting business, um, which is not a great timing because COVID was ramping up. Um, so 2020 was not a great year from a recruitment perspective. Uh, but I did that. I, I kind of quit my job to start my recruiting business, but also to get more focused and have more time to devote to real estate investing, which we can talk about uh, in a bit. So last uh, two years or so, I've been running a recruiting business uh, as well as a real estate investing business. Um, recruiting business is called Hire Tomorrow, and the real estate business is Great Venture Capital. So uh, what I do for fun, though, which is a question that you asked, um, I, well, real estate is kind of my fun thing. Like recruiting is something that I do. It's, it's kind of fairly kind of normal for me because I've been doing it my whole career. So kind of using the other side of my brain and underwriting deals and working with people that want to get involved in and passively invest in real estate is fun because, you know, if you would have asked me three years ago, would I be a real estate investor and, you know, investing in a hundred plus unit apartment complexes, I probably would have said no. Um, so the fact that I can kind of bring that opportunity to other people is a lot of fun. Um, I also golf. Uh, I moved to Texas with my wife back in uh, uh, October of 2020. So we live in Austin and wish I would have moved here 10 years ago and bought as much land and real estate as I possibly could, just given what has happened in the real estate market here. Um, but obviously hindsight is 2020. Um, so we joined a golf club down here. So we golf a lot. Um, today it's like 80 degrees. It's, uh, it's mid-March right now for whatever people listen to this. But um, yeah, so golf, go outside. We're training for marathon, a marathon right now. So I've been doing a lot of running. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I do for fun. There we go. Love it. Would you be willing to send me your training regiment for a marathon? Yeah, I, I literally found it. I Googled train marathon. So it's not anything that I created. I just ripped it off somebody else, but it's, uh, yeah, I'll send it to you for sure. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty easy. You just, I literally just get up. He says, run five miles. I go run five miles. And then the next day I run seven or whatever it is. So yeah, it's, uh, you follow it and I'm going to trust that it's going to get me from zero to 26 miles, uh, in May. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it works. Sounds good. There we go. Awesome, man. Well, tell us a little bit more about you started your business in 2020 from stable six figure job to running your own business. Tell us about the adversity that you hit when COVID struck and how you dealt with it. Yeah. So to back up a little bit. So we, I was, I grew up in a small town. My, my dad worked for the same company for over 30 years. My mom taught and she was a special needs teacher. And so like, I was always kind of instructed and, and my financial acumen was, you know, get a stable job with a good company, invest in 401k, buy a house, 
and, and you're kind of done, right? That was kind of the, the advice, that, uh, advice that I got. And then in kind of mid-2018, uh, I read a book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, and it immediately flipped the mental script for me. Uh, I was like, why am I not investing in real estate? Why am I not investing in businesses and running a business and all of that fun stuff? And so um, I was at a little bit of a tipping point because my mind literally shifted that day. Um, but I was married and we had, we bought a condo, uh, a year or two before and I needed to get my wife on board. So I, I shared the book with her and just asked her to say, Hey, just read this and let me know what you think. Um, she read it and literally was like, what are we doing? Why are we not investing in real estate, buying real estate, all this stuff. Um, so that started the mindset shift of like, okay, what can I do to, that's not a nine to five job. And I'd always wanted to start a recruiting business. So that was kind of the, you know, I'm a good recruiter. I know I've got a good network. We were living in Philadelphia at the time. Um, you know, this is 2018, 2019. So like, you know, the economy's good, people are hiring. So, you know, we started to have that mindset shift of, okay, how, how do we do this? And, and we're both very risk averse people. So, you know, we read a lot. We uh, ended up buying a duplex in Pittsburgh, PA um, in mid 2019, sorry. Um, and so we we're like, okay, this, this makes sense, but we're not independently wealthy. So we can't just keep going buying duplexes, you know, all the time. And so we, I'm a saver. That's, that was my upbringing. I'm budget, I'm a very budgeted person and, and I'm a saver. And so I saved up some money. And so I wanted to have some financial runway, some financial cushion so that when I decided to leave my job to start a business, both in recruiting and start a real estate business, you know, we had some some cushion that if something happened, we were okay. Um, and we downgraded our lives. We moved out of our condo. Um, we actually rented out our condo in Philly, and we lived in an apartment out in the suburbs. So we kind of took our expenses and shrunk them as much as we possibly could without you know eating ramen and and hot dogs every day. So um, so we kind of had that like okay, we need to kind of condense our lifestyle enough to have some cushion. And then January was kind of the day I went in and quit my job. Um, and, you know, luckily I had the ability to do some side consulting um, while I was employed as a W-2 employee. Uh, my, my employer was totally fine with that. So I had some, I had a client or two, so I had some momentum, right? I didn't start at zero. But then obviously, you know, our worst case scenario was I won't like being my own boss. I won't be able to fill jobs because I don't, you know, I won't be able to get clients or whatever the case is. And then I'll just go find another W-2 recruiting job. Well, when COVID hit, nobody was hiring. So nobody was hiring recruiters or, you know, my, my last job was the head of recruitment. So they weren't hiring heads of recruitment either. So, you know, I'm very fortunate that I have a very supportive and, you know, uh, a loving wife that, uh, you know, she was able to and willing to take on the, the burden of, you know, being the steady W-2 employee, you know, she had a great job at, um, at Comcast and, you know, she's in HR. So we were just nervous that, you know, maybe her job would get cut, but, you know, we had the financial cushion that we could survive a year, you know, if, if she lost her job and if, if uh, COVID lasted as long as it has, um, you know, we would be financially okay. And so, you know, I had the support of her, I drank a lot of bourbon that year, um, to kind of cope with <laughs> what was going on. Um, but I, I think it was more during that year, I actually joined a mastermind um, with other entrepreneurs that had either started businesses that year um, or they were successful already and they were trying to take their on their uh, business to another level. 
So I just kind of put myself around like-minded people on the real estate side. I joined a syndication group. Um, and because recruiting wasn't busy, I was like, okay, I'm going to use this opportunity to devote this year, 2020, to learning the multifamily syndication game. Um, because there's a lot that goes into underwriting a 100-unit apartment complex um, as opposed to you know trying to underwrite a two-unit duplex. So I used that year, uh, you know, obviously there's some dark days and I regretted my decision of quitting my job and all that stuff. But, you know, hindsight, I'm really glad that I stuck to it and I didn't just try to fall back into the corporate world. Um, you know, again, having a, a supportive wife that was, you know, saying, hey, we're going to be fine. Like this is, you know, it sucks, but, you know, we're going to get through this, et cetera. Um, and then just putting myself around like-minded people that, you know, we're going through some of the same struggles that I had. Some of them started businesses back in, you know, 07. So they went through the financial crisis of 08, 09. So, you know, they're like, hey, if you can weather the storm and things start to open back up, a lot of companies are going to shut down a lot of like the recruiting businesses. A lot of recruiting businesses are going to shut down. Um, so you may be poised to capitalize on, you know, some other people's, uh, you know, scared, you know, because they went, you know, went back into a W-2 job or something like that. So that was a really long-winded answer, but I want to kind of give the context of like, you know, how we got to the decision of, you know, quitting a W-2 job and, and jumping into entrepreneurship with, with both feet. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Thanks for that. Thanks for that context. Thanks for that story. And thanks for being honest about the dark days of like, you had some bourbon to cope and you regretted quitting your job. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs will come on podcasts and it'll be like just the glory days of like, yeah, yeah it was hard, but I did it and I'm better for it and just all positive. But yeah, no, I mean, I mean, there, it was literally, you know, January was fine because, you know, COVID was still kind of, you know, over overseas. And so, you know, this was, it wasn't in the U.S. as much. And, you know, we were starting, we were luckily, luckily we moved to the suburbs. Uh, I'm really glad we didn't get locked down um, living in Philadelphia because that would have been a nightmare. I talked to a lot of people that still lived in the city and it was just awful. Um, so I went for a lot of walks outside. You know, I, I tried to you know, do as much as I could, try not to watch the news, right? Because that would just, that would take you down a spiral. But yeah, I mean, there were some some not awesome days, but again, you got to surround yourself with people that, you know, are either going through the same thing you are, or maybe they're successful and they can help you out and just talk through, you know, what you're going through and, and share advice. And, you know, also just give you a, a shoulder to, you know, lean on and say, let me just vent for, you know, a little bit. Um, so, so yeah, it's always, it's always about your kind of uh, your, your tribe that you're kind of plugged into is going to help you get through things, both good and bad. So. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Well, let's jump into your motivation now. Tell us about what gets you up and keeps you going every day. Yeah, I think the, you know, part of that whole rich dad, poor dad mindset shift thing was, you know, I realized that, Oh, you don't have to work until you're 65 or 70 and then retire. Right. There's like a whole other way to live. And, you know, to, you know, that everybody talks about financial freedom and, you know, getting to that point and that, that number or that point is different for everybody, depending on the lifestyle that they want to live, um, you know, when they're financially free. Um, but I, my why is, you know, it's, it's my wife and I right now, we don't have any kids and we just have two cats. Um, so, you know, I want to own my own time. I want to do what I want, when I want, where I want. So that's what gets me up in the morning because we, you know, late last year, we put um, kind of a, a line or a marker in the sand um, that in five years, it's four years from now that, you know, we'll hit the kind of financial foundation mark um, that I call it, which will give us the ability to cover all of our kind of daily life in through passive income. Um, so 
I want to be able to build my recruiting business to a point where I can, you know, hire great staff. Um, you know, I'm at the point right now um, that I'm busy enough that I can hire somebody and I'm, I'm waiting on an offer uh, acceptance, hopefully, uh, from a candidate that I, I extended off to last week. So, you know, that could be good news. That'll help me catapult my career, my recruiting business, um, but also to continue to invest in real estate and help other people invest, which will help us, again, generate more passive income and, and all that stuff. So, you know, that's what kind of motivates me because when we first started, it was really just like, oh, financial freedom, that's great, but how do we do it? And what's, what's the number, right? And that, again, that number is different for everybody depending on how, how they want to live. So, you know, hitting, having that kind of, you know, future goal, um, you know, in a book called Vivid Vision is a great book because it kind of helps you to put those things in place and write things down and really focus on what are the, you know, key milestones you need to hit and how to hit them and, you know, putting action around them. And, um, you know, as we're talking about books, another good book, it's a 12 week year. Uh, if you haven't read it, it's a great one. Um, it kind of helps you to kind of prioritize, you know, instead of trying to do something in a year, try to do it in 12 weeks instead of 12 months kind of a thing. So, um, so yeah, those are some of the things that kind of force us to get up, but you know, my why, you know, if you talk about why, um, you know, is really kind of just being able to own my own time. Love it. Love it. And I think honestly, a lot of it comes down to that owning our own time and then being able to do what we actually want to do in the moment. And I think that's when we, um, you know, sometimes we may be working, we may be grinding. It may not always be the most fulfilling work, but when you have that freedom of time, you can go seek that, like, you know, have that servant mindset, have that high quality fun that, you know, we're all seeking every day. Yeah. I mean, I'm not ready to sit on a beach for, you know, the next 20 years of my life, but you know, do I like the fact that I have a business that's successful and I can, you know, go sit on a beach if I want to for a couple of weeks, but, you know, and when you have that kind of financial stability, you are able to, you know, take longer vacations or whatever the case is and, you know, enjoy your time and not have to be constantly plugged in and all that stuff. So, yeah, exactly. There we go. I love it. Well, let's jump into your dreams and goals. Now I know we have one that you've kind of already discussed of four years from now, hitting that financial, what you call it, stability mark? Financial foundation. Yeah. I, I kind of, financial freedom is kind of like ambiguous. It's too ambiguous. So I want to lay the foundation so that it's kind of like, you know, okay, all my life expenses are kind of covered. And so anything above that obviously is gravy. Right. And that, that's that point where it's like, okay, we can work if we want to, um, you know, and I think in four years, I'm still, you know, I'm not going to be 60 yet. I'm going to be, you know, in my forties, but you know, it'll be a situation where I'll be able to you know, continue to have my recruiting business, which hopefully knock on wood is, is growing. Um, you know, so one of my goals in, in the next four years is to continue to add staff. Uh, you know, in four years, I'd like to have at least 10, 10 employees so that I can get to the point where the, I can have people below me that are running a lot of the day to day. And I can, you know, focus on some of the things that I want to focus on, but have the business be running itself. And, you know, right now I'm working in the business because it's just me. Um, and so as you add employees, you can, you know, not take a step away from the business, but you have, you know, right now, if I stop working, you know, I'm on this podcast, I'm not doing anything for my recruiting business other than promoting it and things like that. But, you know, I'm not recruiting candidates and things. So when I have employees, even though I'm not, if I take a week off, they're still doing work. Right. So like, you know, you kind of got to get people, uh, you know, on the bus. And, and so that's, that's one of my goals. You know, I've got some, some bucket list kind of trips and things like that, which uh, I'm happy to talk about, but you know, they're more like going places and doing more experiential things. Um, but uh, I think from a business standpoint, 
you know, continuing to help people invest in real estate, which is really a passion of mine now, uh, and getting my business to the point, my recruiting business to the point where, you know, I've got people that are, you know, doing work for me and, and you know, working in the business and also being successful themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So we got hitting that financial foundation, Mark, hiring 10 employees for that recruiting business and Yep. the next four years and continuing to help people invest in real estate. Let's dive into real estate real quick. Cause I feel like we've had some people on, they've touched on it, but like, tell us a little bit more about the process and what it can do for people, et cetera. Yeah. So again, we read the book. If you haven't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you want to get in real estate or you want to have, figure out how to start businesses and things. Just uh, my opinion is read it. Um, it's a great book to kind of get your mindset shifted in the, in that sense. But what we started out doing was what a lot of people do. And we started small because I didn't have the mindset ready for me to say, oh, I can go jump into taking down a hundred unit apartment complex. I don't have the net worth to do that or the capital to do that, et cetera. So, you know, we went small and I wanted to, I didn't want to go single family route because I wanted to diversify my risk and spread it across a couple different units. But um, so we found a duplex. So I was like, okay, you know, if one person's there, at least the other unit is, you know, occupied and they're paying rent. And, and so I want to pay the full mortgage. But then we realized like that doesn't scale unless you have money and, and things like that. At least for our stuff, we weren't able to figure it out. So I was like, okay, well, how do I use other people's money to invest in real estate so I can help take down these 100 plus unit apartment complex deals, but then they get some return as well, right? And so I found this whole world of syndication where, we just do that. Like I I'm a part of a group of about 120 people that are spread across the U S some people are very focused on finding these deals. So they're going out and talking to brokers. Um, they're doing some initial underwriting to make sure that the deal makes sense. Uh, and we typically go after kind of BC class assets that are probably built in the seventies, eighties and nineties that need some love. Um, maybe the operator and owner that that's operating the business now or the, the apartment now, hasn't put money back into the property. They haven't, you know, fixed the, the deferred maintenance things that happen. They haven't really increased um, the appeal of the property, et cetera. And so we buy these assets, um, we get debt on them. So we get a mortgage um, to use kind of the normal buying a house scenario. And then, you know, that's typically 75% of the price, um, the purchase price. And so then we have to raise the rest. And so where do we get that? Some of the people that found the deal, the general partners, um, will put in their own money to find and, and, and fund the deal. But then we raise money from other people, right? And so you don't have to be accredited. Um, we do 506Bs, not to get too kind of in the weeds, but we there's two types of kind of syndications you can do, a 506C or a 506B. Um, we do 506Bs, so we can't advertise, but we can talk to people about what their goals are. And then if I find a deal, I can bring it to them and say, hey, here are the returns we think we'll get. Here's the amount of money that you need to invest. And really that's all they need to do is just invest the money. Uh, and they're not investing in, in me personally, they're investing in a business. So um, a real estate, a property is a business that we have third-party property management that's local, that runs the property, we manage them. Um, and you know, it's, you know, we hold the property for five to six years and People, the investors, the, the limited partners that are the kind of passive investors, they are generating cash flow on, on an annual basis. They're going to get any kind of upside when we, if we refinance the property or, and when we sell it. So, you know, you're getting a kind of a win 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 scenario. Oh, and oh, by the way, it helps you defer 
uh, or kind of you get a lot of tax benefits um, by investing passively in real estate. Um, so there's a again, it opens up your eyes of like, wow, I can you know invest in this real estate. I can get tax benefits by doing it, but also I'm going to get cash flow, and that's where the passive income comes in, where you can start to really you know if you invest a, a decent amount of money, you can offset a lot of your daily annual expenses um, just by investing in real estate. And literally all you need to do is put in money and then you trust the operators are going to try to hit the numbers that they've kind of anticipated. So um, it's a beautiful thing. And I, you know, I share it with people um, and some people don't get it right. They're like, ah, it's too complex for me. And trust me, that's how I kind of started. But once you start to dig into it a little bit, uh, and that's what I've done over the last two years is really learn the business and work with people that have been around doing it for decades um, that have been very, very successful. And, you know, it's a great hedge against inflation. You know, you know, we can go into the other benefits of it, but, um, but yeah, it's been great last year in 2021, my wife and I invested in, in six uh, different deals across, I think four States. Um, and uh, so we've got a portfolio of about 950 units total. Um, we raised money on, on two of those deals and, and help people that we know um, passively invest in real estate and get access to the beautiful thing that is apartment syndication. But I can dig into that more unless, uh, unless that kind of gives you a good overview. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. I think that's a good overview. If there's something else that you want to highlight, feel free, but I don't really have any questions. No, I mean, I think that's kind of the, you know, again, I don't know the audience to, to know enough if they're, you know, um, interested in it. I'm happy to talk more about it, obviously in the show notes and everything you can, you can get in touch with me that way, email, um, I'll share my websites and all that stuff, but you know, my, my real estate website is just greatventurecapital.com. So happy to have people check it out. We push out content, um, you know, that kind of talks about what a syndication is and, and helps inform people that aren't, you know, in the know of what a syndication is and how to benefit from it. Um, but yeah, I'm always happy just to talk to people about, you know, what their goals are. Cause sometimes they're like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not interested in real estate. Uh, maybe they, they don't get it or whatever, but I'm happy to, to chat with people about it and share my story more and tell them what we're doing and go from there. There we go. Well, if you guys are listening to this and you loved um, the idea of real estate syndication, you love the idea of real estate investing, hit Justin up. He's done it small scale and he's done it large scale. So make sure to have a conversation with him. I'm sure he would love to talk with you. All the ways to contact Absolutely. him will be in the show notes. So Justin, cool. thank you for that on apartment syndication. I guess yeah, one, yeah. one follow-up question I have is um, how much money does somebody need to be a passive investor and how would somebody get started as an active investor? Yeah, so the passive side, it depends on the deal. I've seen as low as 50 grand. I've seen as high as, you know, 150. Um, but it just depends on, on the deal. And the minimums are typically set by the, the syndicator, the operator, whoever found the deal, depending on um, the market. So typically in higher, kind of more high traffic markets like in Austin or, you know, Jacksonville or something, they're typically higher. Um, but if we, if we go into a market that is, we call them tertiary. So they're not kind of a prime market. Maybe it's in central Alabama, but there's a lot of, you know, um, growth that's going on there economically, you know, we may, um, set the minimum lower. Um, so it just depends, but typically it's kind of 50 to hundred is, is what I usually see, but, um, getting into the active world, um, there's a number of conferences to go to. I would, you know, I'm always a big fan of learning before I jump in again, goes back to me being risk averse. I want to know uh, as much as I possibly can before I, I jump into it. 
Um, I realized very quickly, I kind of made a small investment in my learning in the very beginning and you know, spent a couple hundred bucks on, you know, an online course, but I realized that it helped me to understand how to underwrite kind of where I should look kind of underwriting markets and what to look for in a market to invest in, uh, and also how to underwrite deals. But it didn't matter if I found a deal, I had no way of taking it down. Um, you can't just take down a hundred unit apartment complex as Justin Dixon, you know, you have to have track record, you have to have a net worth, uh, a certain percentage of the deal. And so there's all these hurdles that you have to go through, which is why I realized very quickly, you know, I needed to join the, uh, a syndication group, I wanted to find a mentor that would coach me and they had the track record. So if I did find a deal, they would be able to go to the lender and say, hey, here's my track record. Um, here's my net worth, here's my income, all this stuff. Um, so they would, he would, I'm kind of trading on his experience. Um, but I had to invest money to do that. So, um, if you don't have a lot of money to invest, to, to invest in your education, like that's how I told my wife, I was like, Hey, this is a, a pretty big investment. Um, but think about it as if I went back to school, you know, um, you know, if I wanted to change careers, you're going to go back to school, whether you're getting an MBA or whatever, and that's going to be a, an investment. So that's kind of how I looked at it, um, in that respect. So I would say, you know, listen to podcasts, listen to people that are doing, talk to people. There's a ton of meetups wherever you are, I guarantee there's a meetup that's about real estate or multifamily. And there's somebody in there that's a syndicator. Um, talk to people that are doing it. And then, you know, I recommend finding a group that um, you can trade and use their experience to, um, you know, take yourself from kind of where you are and, and ramp it up really quickly. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Go find that group. We actually had a, I had a 16 unit under contract recently. And uh, Justin, I actually think I came to you about this. And yeah. <laughs> One of the biggest things I ran into was I had two other guys on the team and we all lacked experience. So there was a lot of insecurity. There was a lot of um, lack of confidence. And that came through when we were talking to investors. So getting that group, getting that support system, one where you can have more experienced people look over your underwriting, preferably have them on the team is the yeah. best move. Um, it'll help make the deal go smooth, raise the capital. Because even when you're partnering with investors, you know, you're partnering with people who are maybe it's like, Hopefully they're not putting their only 50 grand down, but maybe they have yep. 50 of like 200 grand. They're trusting you with like one fourth of their seed capital for their retirement. You need to be able to show some, uh, some track record, ideally. Yeah. Trust me, the, the first deal that I brought to my kind of friends and family, if you will, um, was mid last year. And it was a deal that I invested in. And right now I invest in all the deals that I, I bring to my investor database because you know, I want to show to them that, hey, I trust this deal enough to put my money where my mouth is. Um, and, you know, it was a guy that I golfed with back. It was a buddy of mine from Philadelphia. And he's like, hey, let me know when you have a deal. And, you know, I kind of had an idea of what he and his wife made. And, and you know, I was like, I was like, hey, man, I'm happy to have you in. I just, you know, do you get what this is? He's like, oh, yeah, I've invested in a syndication a couple of years ago. So he understood it, you know, I, and we never talked about real estate before. And, you know, I wish we had, but like, it was one of the situations where he's already done it and you'll be surprised. I'm so, I'm, I was shocked at who didn't invest in my first deal. And I was also shocked at who did, um, because it's sometimes it's not the people that you would think. Like I have friends that make a lot of money, but they're, they don't have a lot of cash. And so they, they are very heavily weighted in the stock market. Uh, and they've got a financial advisor that just pushes their money into to mutual funds and all that fun stuff. And they, they don't have, uh, you know, a ton of, of real estate in their portfolio. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's, I highly recommend, you know, when you try to get into this game, um, it takes a team. That's one thing I, I really, really found very quickly that 
And that's one thing that being in the recruiting world, you know, I'm all about trying to find people and, you know, place them at, at a company, right? So now I have this kind of real estate business and I need to find other people that have skill sets that are different than mine, right? I'm really good at the underwriting uh, and I can raise some money, but then I need to find people that, that have the time to go find deals. So, you know, and then I have to find the people that are going to be asset managers. So there's all these different facets of, of a syndication that you don't realize on the outside. Uh, and once you kind of peel back the onion a little bit, it's like, wow, this is a, this is a business. This is a well-oiled business. Um, so it's pretty, pretty awesome. Again, I can talk about it all day, so I, I'll, I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> no, all good, man. All good. Are there any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about before we move on? Um, no, I think that's it. I mean, you know, a lot of our goals are business related. I mean, you know, my wife and I talk all the time and, um, you know, she helps out on the, some of the content stuff on our real estate business, but she's got a W2 and, you know, she's crushing it in her career and that's kind of where she wants to live. And, you know, potentially down the road, we may, um, you know, join forces fully and, and both be full, full entrepreneurs um, kind of together and working in both businesses, uh, which I think would be a fun goal uh, or a fun thing for us to do because we work well together. She's way smarter than I am. So, you know, I'd be lucky to have her <laughs> as, a, as a, you know, a colleague in my, in the businesses and all that fun stuff. But no, I mean, right now recruiting and real estate are kind of my babies at the moment. Um, and it's funny because, you know, I talked to a lot of recruiting friends that, you know, if you ever know the recruiting world, it's very boom and bust, especially when you own a business or, or in the real, the recruiting, uh, the staffing side, not in the corporate side. So you can make a lot of money one year and the next year you make not a lot. And so, you know, I always was, I, I tell them like, Hey, like you're making a ton of money right now, but what happens if, when the world, you know, if, if something other else happens and, and the economy slows down and, and we don't make the money that we're making, you know, you want to have invested that money into something that's going to generate revenue, right? The stock market's wonky right now. Um, you know, it goes up, it goes down. And so, you know, and so they're starting to think about where can I put my money into hard assets like real estate and, and things like that. So, you know, the recruiting world is, is really good for, you know, the real estate world because um, make a lot of money in recruiting and pump it into real estate and, you know, level yourself out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm right there with you. Well, awesome, man. Let's uh, go ahead and jump to the next question. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now, this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals, who would they be and how would they do it? Yeah. So I'll give you one person specifically. That's kind of like, uh, you know, I think it would help me, um, just in the long term. but anyway, there's got, there's a guy named James Kahn, C-A-A-N. He's a British, um, businessman. He had, wrote the, a book called the real deal. Um, so long story short, he started, uh, recruiting business back in the eighties in, uh, in the UK. And he's been a massive, massive success, but I read his book, uh, a few years ago before I started my businesses and just grew his businesses and how he uh, treated his staff, um, but also how he gave back to the community was really kind of the, the kind of the blueprint that I'm trying to follow. Um, you know, maybe I don't get as successful as he was, um, but, you know, the fact that he, you know, raised money for causes that he was passionate about, et cetera. So um, if anybody knows James Kahn, um, <laughs> I would love to, to chew, chew, his, uh, chew the fat with him and, and chat with him a little bit. Um, just to get some more perspective, but uh, so he's the one person. And then, you know, from a recruiting side, if anybody on this podcast knows uh, or listens to this, knows any companies that need help hiring, I'm all ears. I'd love to, you know, take on more clients as, uh, especially as I hire more people. Um, you know, we focus mainly on 
technology, accounting, finance, and marketing. Um, but I've filled HR roles and sales roles and things like that. But um, and then anybody that's interested in learning more about passively investing in real estate or even actively investing in real estate, frankly, I'm I'm always happy to talk to people that are trying to get into to real estate, whether it's you know people that are trying to flip houses, which I'm not a flipper, but you know I'm always happy to talk to to people. And if I can connect them with with people that I know are doing really good things in it, I'm happy to do so as well. And if they want to invest passively, it's also you know happy to talk about their goals and see if it makes sense. There we go. Well, um, what are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your highest priority dream? Might be some of the same, but is yeah. there anything else? I think the, you know, I'd love for people to share some of my things I push out on social media, some content, you know, some likes and shares would be super helpful. Um, you know, I'm, I, that's one of my kind of things I think we'll maybe talk about in, the, in a second, but yeah, you know, I'm trying to get better and I'm going to be getting better at kind of being more social and putting myself out there and, you know, being on podcasts is great because I get to share my story with, you know, people that maybe they're starting their, their real estate journey or starting a business and, you know, they, they're scared or they're excited or whatever. Um, so getting more out there and doing more content and, you know, um, you know, I think video is, you know, very powerful because it gives you kind of the, the verbal and the visual and all that stuff. So, you know, um, any, anything that, that I share would be helpful if they could, uh, just push the like or whatever button. That'd be awesome. There we go. Share his content, engage with his content. And obviously his social media links will be in the show notes. Uh, so now we're going to jump into our thriving three. First yeah. question is what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Uh, so I guess I'll pick uh, a book. Um, it's an audible book that, and I recommend um, listening to this book. Um, and I'm not a big reader, um, especially not um this is, this is actually nonfiction, but not business related. Like normally I'm listening to business books, self-help, et cetera. Um, but there's a book called Unbroken. It's about the life of Louis Zamperini. Um, they made, a, uh, Angelina Jolie made a movie about it a couple of years ago. Uh, he's a World War II vet, Olympic athlete, like just the, the stuff that he went through in his life is, I mean, they literally made a movie about it. Um, so, but the reason why I say it was really good and why you should listen to, to it is because the person that is narrating the book has a really strong, really good accent. Um, and, you know, again, I'm not a big reader, but I would literally walk around the block and I was listening to this while I was in Philly. So I'd walk to work and listen to it. And I would walk around the block like two or three times just so I could get to the end of the chapter because I didn't want to stop it in the middle of the chapter. It was so good. Um, and the movie doesn't do it justice because there's so much content that they share in the book. It's like a, I don't know, it's about 30 hours or something like that. It's, it's super long, but it was one of those like, when you listen to it, it was one of you couldn't stop listening to it. It was so, so, so good. So that's my non-business related book. But again, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Vivid Vision, 12-week year. Those are our staples. Uh, I think you should all check out for sure. There we go. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Uh, so, you know, I try to be as active as possible. Um, you know, working from home is... Um, is great because I don't have to worry about, you know, commuting and all that fun stuff. But, uh, you know, it also is, it can be a little bit isolating in the sense that I, I go to the gym. Um, I run obviously some training for this marathon. So getting out and about now that the, the kind of weather is getting nicer here in, in Texas, um, you know, getting out and, you know, golfing and things like that. Those are, are ways I kind of move myself, but also buying a sit stand desk, like I'm standing now doing this. So, um, you know, try to be active as much as I can, even though I'm kind of confined to these four walls uh, for most of the day. So, yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Being active is key. Oh my gosh. Taking care of your body. It'll just take you so far. Yeah. Um, I'm reading this book also. It's called breath. Um, it talks about how like we're all breathing wrong. Uh, it's a very fascinating book about, you know, you shouldn't really breathe out of your mouth and like how our mouths have shrank over the years. It's like super fascinating. I'm listening to it while I'm running. So I get a lot of, uh, a lot of content while I'm running, you know, 10, 12 miles. So, um, it's fascinating, but just throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I've heard about that a lot. Some other people have come on the podcast and talked about breath work too and yeah. how key it is to just, you know, breath work, meditation, the whole being present in the now. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome, man. Well, what is one action step that you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet James Kahn? To meet James Kahn, geez. Um, I, I need to read. I mean, I've already reached out to him at least once or twice over the last uh, year or two, but uh, I guess, I guess this would be an interesting way to get at him. So I'm a Chelsea soccer fan football, it's, uh, you know, European football. And if you follow European football, Chelsea's going through a very rough time with our ownership and I won't quit into all the details, but he's a Chelsea fan. Um, and that's actually one of the reasons why I started liking Chelsea because I read this book and I was like, Oh, I want to be this guy. Um, Tony, maybe I'll have to reach out to him and get his, see if I can get his thoughts, not on recruiting, but on but the Chelsea situation. Um, he, he might have, I don't think he's got enough money to buy them, but, uh, they're up for sale right now. So maybe he'll throw his hat in the ring, which would be kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, have you ever read the book giftology? No, I've heard of it, but I never read it. No, you should check out that book. John Rulin is the guy who wrote it and he has, uh, he met Tony Robbins. Got it. Doing what he does, what he talks about in this book. So, and it's basically like, it's basically like uh, giving really well thought out gifts. Like if you could get to know James Conn enough from his content, from, I don't know, stuff you find online to think of a gift that will bring him Mm. to tears. I promise you he'll meet with you for 30 minutes. Yeah, no, that's interesting. I'll have to check out that book. I'm always looking for like good, uh, you know, good mindset, business, you know, self-help kind of books. So that, that sounds, uh, sounds interesting. So yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Well, we have one last question for you. Yeah. So you know how there are people on the planet who have a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help. They're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they'll live their whole life like that. And sometimes they'll die like that. Other times they'll make that switch to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? I think it's some of its timing. Um, you know, I think for me, you know, I, I wanted to start a business and, 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 you know, full transparency, I actually had started the LLC that I have now, like eight years ago or nine years ago when I was working for another company and I just kind of had it on the shelf and didn't really do much with it. So, you know, the timing wasn't right for me at that mo- that moment to quit a job and, and, you know, jump in with both feet. So I think timing is, has something to do with it, but uh, you know, and also when, when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like it was just like a literally like I stopped, I got done with the book and it was just, my mind was different. Like whatever happened, it was just different. I, I, I don't think I can go back. I probably could, but I wouldn't love going back into a, a W2 job where I've got to, you know, punch the clock and all that fun stuff. So I think a lot of it's around timing. Um, you know, for us also, we had the stability um, from, you know, being a, in, in a marriage and having money and saved and things like that. So I think timing and having that kind of stability um, to kind of take that leap, you know, sometimes will, you know, hold people back. Some people are very much more risky than I am and they will just jump in with both feet with five bucks, uh, you know, in the bank and 
more power to them. That's, that's not my, my story and my journey. Um, so yeah, I think timing comes down to a lot of it because if you're not ready to receive the message, sometimes it doesn't matter who says it, um, you know, you, you won't hear it, right. You know, how many business books have you read that you've read and, and forgot about, and then you read the same style of book by somebody else that says it slightly differently. And it's like, Oh, that resonates. So, you know, you have to be ready to hear the message. Um, so I think timing is, is, is a big thing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard that quote? Luck is where preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I love that quote. And I love that you said timing. And you also hinted at knowledge with rich dad, poor dad. Um, Robert Kiyosaki says something else. He says the deal of a lifetime comes around once a week. And I'm like, man, like there really are people out here right now, like doing real estate deals that like I wasn't able to get in on because I wasn't prepared to get in on. Right. Yeah. And man, just, it just blows my mind. Cause then I, I think of it, like I'm a big Grant Cardone 10 X fan. And I'm like, when I think about knowledge and I'm like, you know, Grant Cardone, owns like $4 billion worth of real estate or something like that now. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you even like, I don't even ask those questions. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Well, well and, and you know, think about our story. Like my, my wife and I story, we started, we're like, we're not ready for a 10 unit, a 20 unit, a 30 unit. So we're like, we need to start small. And that's what a lot of people do, right? They, they dip their toe in and they're like, okay, I'm going to start with a duplex or I'm going to flip a house or whatever. And that's typically the story, if you think about the real estate side, it's like, that's typically how it goes. Like you start with them, uh, you know, you buy a house, maybe you rent out a room or something and you house hack, you know, um, or, or anything like that. So there's always, you know, in my opinion, there's no right way to start something, a business, investing in real estate, investing in crypto, investing in whatever it is. Um, you know, it, just start. Like, I think that's the other thing that holds people back is they just and I'm, I'm a very big uh, analysis paralysis person where I have to have enough data to make it make sense for me where, you know, somebody sitting next to me with, with half the information may have already jumped in with both feet, right? So, um, you know, sometimes I wish my wife and I weren't uh, identical in the sense that we're super risk averse. Uh, I wish one of us was a little more risky and, and would have pushed the other to do, you know, a real estate deal or investing in something earlier and all this stuff. But um, yeah, that's why I think it comes down to timing and being prepared and having enough enough knowledge, you're never going to know hundred percent, right? You know, I think it's like, you need to know, I can't remember who said this, but like, you need to know like 70% and that should be enough to get you to, to make a move, right? You're never going to know hundred percent who the heck knew that COVID was going to happen, um, you know, in 2020, nobody, right? So it's like, you can't prepare yourself for every, you know, option that, that's going to happen, good or bad. You just got to kind of be prepared, you know, and luckily we had some, a net, a little bit of some cash stash that we could, you know, fall back on if need be. And luckily we didn't have to, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, when's the best time to invest in real estate? Today, you know, there's no, you can't time the market, just like stocks. You can't time it. If you wait for the dip, you'll miss it. So Absolutely. let's get started. Well, there we go. Justin, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? No, I think I'm good. You know, I'm glad we we're able to do this. I know we've talked a couple of times the last, uh, you know, few months. So this has been a lot of fun and and I'm um, happy to see you're, you're cranking out the pods and, you know, been successful in your own right. So it's awesome. And I mean, if I can help you or anybody else, I'm happy to do so, whether it's recruiting or real estate or whatever. I'm excited to, you know, be on the pod and appreciate the time for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for coming on. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Justin had to say and you know some recruiting contacts, you are interested in real estate or you happen to be best friends with James Kahn, make sure <laughs> to hit Justin up. Let's make Maybe that up. connection. Let's make this man's dreams come true. As we always ask, 
send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.